Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Grigston and Wayne Shepard talk about teen pitfalls and how you can help your teen avoid them. Let's listen in. There are so many places out there that these kids can fall into the cracks. I Mm. mean, and parents have got to be aware that they're there so that they can pick up some signs about each one of these so they don't miss their child should they begin to struggle. Yeah, I don't mean to sound like the old geezer on the block here, but things are sure different today than they were when I was growing up. They are. I mean, and the intensity and the availability is so much greater that it is a different world than when you and I grew up. Mm -hmm. We're going to list some of those things today here on the program for the simple reason that we want you to identify them and think about them and help guard your kids from falling into these traps, these pitfalls. And I think you'll find this to be a very helpful discussion today. Actually, when you sit down and make the list, which we're going to talk about, Mark, it's kind of sobering. It is. You know, and most people say, well, I can get my child away from all these things by putting them in a Christian school. <laughs> right. Or I can send them to camp every summer and or, they'll be okay. Or some okay. vacuum somewhere. <laughs> oh, it is. And I go, you know what? What I have found over and over again is that all these things we'll talk about are everywhere. It is not secluded to one area of the country. It is not rural or urban. It is not city or uh, or anybody living out in the country. It is across the board. These are issues that kids are dealing with. Mark, I know that you have a list you're going to give to us. Now, this list is long. It's by no means exhaustive, but it is a, a sobering thing to look at, isn't it? It is a sobering list. I mean, the exhaustive list would probably add about 400 different topics mm, here. Think about uh, that. There's always things for kids to deal with, but this is more kind of honed down to a point that parents need to be aware of that they can look for in their child and just play it smart. Yeah. Drugs. That's number one on my list here today. It is. You know, there is no escape from the drug world that any child can get involved in. I mean, it is amazing to me how they are available anywhere and everywhere. If a child wants it, they can get it. Most of the kids that live with us say that their first experience with drugs was somewhere around the seventh grade. Hmm. That is flabbergasting to me. You know, now I did some things in in college that I shouldn't have. And I played around a little bit. But, you know, the difference, and it's brought up to families all the time, is that the difference between the time that that I made some mistakes in my past and today when kids are making mistakes is that drugs are more available. And you tag that with the riskier behavior that we see in teens today. They venture to choose more things at a quicker rate and don't think about the consequences. I mean, I'm talking about drugs of cocaine and heroin and meth and all those things that that way back when people would have said, no, I'm not yeah, doing that. Well, today, stuff, yeah. today people are experimenting with everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just those other kids. I'm talking about our kids. You've got abuse of pharmaceuticals as well. You know, it is. And that's one of the major issues with drugs right now. The place for most kids to get their own drugs is at home in their parents' medicine cabinet. Mm. So parents, just beware of that. If I mean, get rid of medications that aren't being used. Flush them down the toilet. Don't keep them in your home. Or if you do have them, 
count those pills. I mean, those caps can be gotten into by your adolescent. Absolutely. So you have to watch over those things. All right. Pitfall number two in our incomplete list here today, pornography. It's amazing the impact that pornography is having on our young men. One, our young men are going to go and watch that if they have the availability of pornography. And once again, it's so much more widespread than it ever was for you and I. It is. You know, I mean, and, and there's just the way that a guy is made and as visual as they are, if you put a computer in a young man's room, that's like putting a Playboy magazine in his room and thinking that he won't ever look at it. He will. So I'm not giving any justification to looking at porn or any excuses. What I'm saying to parents is you have to stop the availability. And that may be that you put something on your computer at home that keeps that from coming into your computer, or you are investigative enough to look at the history of where your child surfs on the internet. Yeah, be computer savvy, huh? It is. Now, in regards to the girls, you just need to know that we have a seductive society that is more of a fad right now than it is anything. But you couple that with the internet that exposes kids to more and more Mm -hmm. styles, you're going to have the standards being lowered. And this is a tough position for mothers and fathers of girls. How to want them to be stylish in the way they engage with people and you want them to fit in and yet at the same time not wanting them to move and be seductive. That's a tough issue that's going to have to be fleshed out at home. And and my encouragement to families is just know that that is coming. When you have your little 11-year-old girl growing up, it will become more of an issue to her when she becomes a young woman. And so just be prepared for it. So now is the time to start talking that through with your wife or with your husband to figure out what are we going to do when this happens. All right. We're just touching on each of these pitfalls today. Sexual activity among teenagers, it's got to be greater today. Well, it is in in a number of ways, and, and yet teen pregnancies have gone down. Maybe kids are being smarter or they're using something to keep them from getting pregnant. But but these kids are so fueled that it's absolutely amazing that that sexual arena will always be there and it's being fueled constantly. But the expectation level of how a girl is to perform for a guy and at the same time, the definition of what sex is has changed. Now anything non-intercourse is okay. Mm. Well, that's okay by those standards, but it's not okay by Scripture, by what mom and dad have taught, by what we believe or how we've raised our child. So there there comes a point where those values that a child is has learned at home will face the world, and there may be some conflict there because of the frustration of trying to fit into a world, which is a social need that a child has, but it causes some friction between mom and dad. Mom and dad, watch the way that you react when your child moves toward these pitfalls. Your reaction to them may be so great that it pushes them over the edge. You don't want to be that. You want to be as wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove in dealing with these issues with your kids. Create the atmosphere that pulls them away from it, not an atmosphere that pushes them further into it. Next in our short list is one that uh, kind of touches on all of them, and that's peer pressure. Peer pressure. There's a greater need to fit in with kids today because of the lack of connection that they're making with their peers. In a world where these kids are uh, texting, IMing, emailing, uh, doing more digital things than, than we ever thought of, they have learned 
how not to develop deeper relationships. So if you don't have those deeper relationships, the residual of that is most of these kids will try to fit in in other ways. And they're going to do that by finding a group that they can connect with. When you and I grew up in high school, we had the jocks, we had the athletes, and those people that hung out at the smoke hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was divided up in three groups. Now there's 40 or 50 groups at school. There's a group for everybody. Your child will want to fit somewhere. And so if you may solve the problem with not having them fit in socially in one arena, but you may lose in another arena. You've got to be very strategic about this. Your child is a social butterfly that needs to fit in. They've been created that way. And and you've got to do some talking about where you would like for them to fit and then help them move to that point as well. You love your teen, but lately you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens, and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything, but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. You know, Mark, it's amazing how these pitfalls evolve and new things come along. I think of uh, the addictions that our kids can face. It's mm-hmm. not just drug addictions now and sex addictions. It's video addictions and, and, and web addictions. Oh, it is. You know, I walked into a Best Buy. I have nothing against Best Buy, and there's an 8-year-old kid waiting in line to play a video game. And standing behind him was a 35-year-old man <laughs> oh. playing a video game. The, the crazy thing was this fellow was up there playing it, And I thought after a few minutes, he was joking around. He wasn't. He was serious. But the problem was he was 26 years old in front of everybody. Any time that is spent in those games, and I'm not against them, is one less amount of time that can be spent doing something that is socially interactive. Well, they can be escapism for our kids. They can be. I can get so consumed in that that I don't want to do anything else. But the impact of it is our kids aren't developing socially, and they need that. That's one of those other factors that moves them into succumbing to peer pressure that we want to keep them out of. Yeah, but mom and dad, I'm, I'm playing these games with my friends, so I, I am socializing with my friends. Yeah, they're still not interacting they're with not each connecting. other. They're not connecting. They're not connecting. They may be communicating or whatever, but they're not really connecting. And I think somewhere there's an addiction that is stimulating. It's pleasurable to watch. It, it does have goals, most of these games that they play. But parents, just watch it. I'm not saying eliminate this, but I'm just saying just watch it and make sure your child does not become all engrossed in all of it. Well, I'm sure any parent listening could add their own list of pitfalls to the short list that we've identified here today. One we must talk about, though, and it's, it's becoming so common, is the broken family. It uh, is. That, that, how is that a pitfall for you kids? You know, the, the pitfall of a broken family is what I call the ripple effect. 
you know, the ripple effect of it is, is that a mom and dad can divorce and it's more acceptable today to divorce. So they can have the divorce and kids know of other kids who are living separate from both a mom Mm -hmm. and dad together. They all know somebody. They do. But the impact of it is you don't have a mom or a dad living in that same house. You know, a young man or a young woman is made to live with a mom and a dad. That's how it works. And so what happens is we have this ripple effect that begins to happen that nobody thinks about it, that our boys aren't around their father when they need to be, or perhaps our daughters aren't around a mother that they need to be. And then even in those relationships they have with one another, it becomes more of a parenting type, a parenting, Mm -hmm. P-E-E-R, rather than parenting. Right. And so so they don't get the guidance and direction that they really need. That's where the impact is happening. It's so great. Well, we've talked about all these pitfalls today, drugs, pornography, sex addictions, and peer pressure and broken families and other kinds of addictions. Uh, I just urge the parents listening right now, you know, take these things very seriously. Don't, don't uh, say, well, my kids would never do that. Yeah, you know, or move to the mountains. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. think you can escape it, but let me tell you, you can't. I mean, it's going to be things that you have to deal with or they have to be addressed. And you have to be aware of these things because your child will be faced with them. And most people go, oh, no, they won't be. And I go, oh, yes, they will be. Mm-hmm. People ask why. Because so many of the kids that live with us are out of Christian homes. They've gone to Christian schools. They've gone to Christian camps. They've done all that. It's all kids that are faced with those issues. I want you to talk to the parent whose teen is really struggling right now. I want you to picture your child as he or she was when they were two or three years old, as cute as anything, and uh, and that a, a picture that you have that just brings tears to your eyes. Well, at that time, there was a thumbprint on the life of your child that mm-hmm. God had placed there. Let me reassure you, no matter what you're going through in the life of your child, the thumbprint of God is still on Mm -hmm. their life. And when you look at your child, no matter what the behavior is, you need to look beyond the behavior and see that thumbprint that God still has a hold of their life. So whatever pitfalls or poor choices they make to fall into some of these arenas, what you're doing is, is being a part of that body that is pulling that child back out of the deception of this culture that is terrorizing our kids. And if they're drowning in that cultural deception, what do we do? Yes, you know, I think sometimes that, that we confuse kids who don't know how to swim with kids who are drowning. It's two separate things. One's a training thing. Another one may just be a bad choice. For those kids that are drowning, I stop at nothing to save them. Mm. I, I keep pursuing them. Throw them a lifeline, them. Huh? I throw them a lifeline any way that I can. It's reach, throw, and go. I mean, what you do, you reach for them. If you can't get them, then you throw something to them. And if not, you You go go in after them. them. And, Mm -hmm. And we have got to do that with our kids. If we don't, they are going to sink eventually. I'm visualizing moms and dads out there who are struggling with these very issues. And I I put myself in their place and I think how meaningful it would be to have people not only instruct me in how to do things right and how to get some resources to help, but to pray for me as well. Yeah, yeah. I I just wondered today as we conclude our conversation here about these pitfalls that teens face, if if you wouldn't pray, and we don't know their names, but we know that they're there and they're, they're, they're wanting us to pray for them today. Absolutely. Father, you have a magnificent way of showing us and guiding us and directing us. As we plan our steps, you direct our paths. And so it's the same with our own kids. We pray that you would continue to direct their paths and help us as parents see the cracks 
and see the flaws so that our kids do not fall into those pitfalls and be another statistic of another child who has fallen. Um, I pray that you would watch over and protect our kids, that you would make us ever so mindful of those very things that can pull our kids in different directions, and that you would give us your wisdom as to how to reach, throw, and go after our kids to pull them out of situations so that they do not do any damage to their life or those people around them. Father, we thank you for how you have loved us and how you wrap your arms around us. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.